The key to a successful business isn't just plans, strategies, and profit margins. It isn't just mission, vision, your big dreams for the future, or how you communicate to your ideal clients. It's not just your product suite, your pricing, your sales, or being the person who takes decisive action. It isn't even just nervous system regulation, expanding emotional capacity, and enhancing your communication skills. And it's definitely not just faith, manifestation, vibes, intuition, and magic. The key to a successful business is bringing all of these components together and knowing which one you need when. Nature thrives when all of the elements are in balance. So do you your business. This is the Elemental Entrepreneurship Podcast, where we discuss the earth, air, fire, water, and spirit elements of building a thriving, successful, creative business. Welcome to the show. Hello and welcome to the Elemental Entrepreneurship Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah. So glad you are here with me today. The episode I have for you today is taken from an Instagram Live. And if you're new around here, you're new to me, you may not know that in my other life, I am and have been a dancer, a choreographer, a dance professional. Uh, and that is something that has informed everything in my life, honestly. And I always would say to my students when I was teaching dance that dance lessons are life lessons. And of course, if it's a life lesson, it's a business lesson. And so in this conversation, I'm discussing a recent challenge that I have been going through in my dance life. And uh, in true neurodivergent fashion, the way that I have abstracted the pattern and recognized that it is also something that happens in my business life. And I think in my clients' business lives. Um, And it's about sitting with ego discomfort and allowing yourself to endure um, performing below the capacity that you know that you're capable of in order to make adjustments, to make changes that will ultimately improve you in the long run. Um, But knowing, hey, I could go back and do this the way that I always did it and get the results that I'm used to getting. Um, And I would get immediate gratification from that but I want different results. And so I'm having to kind of go back to the beginning. And it makes me think of a story about, uh, I think it was Tiger Woods, but maybe it wasn't. But I read this in a sports psychology book where during like the height of his golf career, where he was already used to winning lots and lots and lots of tournaments, uh, that's what they use for golf, right? They have tournaments. I don't know. You know, I don't know about sports, but whatever that thing is they do in golf when they compete and go on tours and stuff, he was winning them. (laughs) And he had a shoulder injury from the way that he was swinging. And his trainer said to him, we have to kind of go back to the beginning and we have to retool your swing. We have to train you an entirely new way to swing a golf club or you will injure yourself permanently and you will be taken out of the game. You will not be able to play anymore. And what that meant was he essentially had to throw a bunch of tournaments. He had to go into them knowing that he was going to lose on a world stage, that he was going to be a baby beginner, that he was going to be swinging in an entirely new way that he wasn't as competent in yet. 
and that it would require him to not play the level of game he was used to playing and that he was enduring those very public losses for a period of time for the purpose of the long-term good of his career. And he did. He went on to lose a bunch of matches publicly while he was dealing with his injury and relearning how to swing. And then he went on and won a bunch of like PGA tours or whatever. And this happens a lot in business when we are realizing that the way we've been doing things has worked, right? Maybe we have been completely freestyling everything and we've had no systems and we've had a lot of luck with that and we've brought some money in and it has worked, but we realize it's not scalable. It's not sustainable. It will no longer work for us long-term. Or maybe you're going through a big life change. You decide to have a family and you realize the way that you've been doing things has worked to a point but it won't work for where you want to go. And in order to make the changes required to get the results you want, you're going to have to endure a period of kind of going back to the beginning and not seeing the sales, not seeing the results that you're used to seeing. When I work with fire-dominant entrepreneurs, people who have built their business really freestyle, just throwing stuff at the wall and seeing what sticks and stuff stuck, and they're like, okay, well, now it's going good, and I'm making all of this money, and I have a formula that has been working for me, but I want to scale, or I, I need to work less. There's no way for me to bring in help the way I've been doing things because I have no systems, and everything's in my head, and I know that in order to bring in help, I'm going to have to slow down and I'm going to have to endure a season where I don't make as many sales or gain as many followers or bring in as much attention or money as I'm used to bringing in while I focus on the back end of my business, while I slow down, while I create systems, while I figure out what my priorities and feelings are around hiring while I experiment with bringing on a team member and training them up around how I do things. And then we will be able to go back out into the world and sell maybe on a bigger level than we've ever sold before. Of course, that's the goal. We'll bring in even more clients and we'll be able to help even more people because now I have support and help. But allowing ourselves to take that period of slowdown can be very confronting and very challenging, and is a stage of growth that for most of us is required. And so that's what I'm going to be talking about uh, for the rest of this episode. And this little precursor is to say that if you are feeling that way, if you are in this exact position, you're in this cycle of, I am maxed out, I'm stressed out, I desperately need help, but I need more clients to afford help, And I know I can't take on more clients if I don't have help, and you're in this catch-22, then you are in a stage in your business where it is time to bring on team members. It is time to expand. It is time to be able to delegate so that you can elevate the status of your business and the amount of service you're able to provide to your ideal clients and customers. 
And to that end, I have a free event that's happening on July 13th at 11 a.m. It's called Delegate to Elevate. It is going to be a quick, short, 45-minute workshop where we work through some of the internal struggles and thought loops and uh, emotional blocks that entrepreneurs can get into, all of us, myself included, when it's time to accept that we need help and also accept that in order to get help, we're going to have to slow down a little bit and change the way that we've been doing things. And that can be very confronting. So if this is resonating for you, I hope you sign up. The link will be in the show notes, but it is intuitiveedgecreative.com slash elevate, not intuitive edge coaching, intuitive edge creative.com slash elevate. And the link will be in the show notes. Again, that's on July 13th at 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. And a replay will be sent out if you cannot make it live. I hope you join us. And of course, as always, if you are like, well, I would like to get to that place, but I don't even have enough structure and systems in place to get to the point that I can have help, um, I would recommend you join the Elemental Entrepreneurship Coven and learn some of the skills you need to learn and get some coaching support around getting things to that level so that you are ready to bring on team members. And I always think that building your business with the assumption that at some point you're going to have a team from the beginning versus having to stop midway through and go put a foundation underneath an existing structure is always the best way to do it. So if you're just starting out, thinking long-term and joining the Elemental Entrepreneurship Coven, getting coaching and support from the beginning and building your business from the start with the idea that someday very soon. It won't just be you and you will need things set up in a way that other people can help you is a very good idea. So that's my little spiel. Those are all of my announcements. And now we're going to go into a version of this where I talk it through from a dance perspective and tie it back to business. I hope that you enjoy it. Uh, See you on the 13th. In today's edition of Dance Lessons Are Life Lessons or Dance Lessons Are Business Lessons, I was thinking about something yesterday um, in a dance part of my life that I realized I see in business with clients a lot. And so I wanted to talk about it a little bit. Um, I, by training, am a barefoot dancer. Almost all the styles that I'm really versed in are barefoot dance styles. So a lot of African diasporic styles, um, a lot of modern dance styles, where not only are you barefoot, but part of the training is in how to use your whole foot and being connected with the earth and using the heel and the ball and the arch and having this really intimate relationship between the whole foot and the floor. I'm very versed in being a barefoot dancer. And then a lot of the other styles that I'm trained in are sneaker styles, like, you know, hip hop. So I have people say a lot that my choreography looks a lot like heels or like the type of dance that's usually done in heels. And I would agree with that a lot of the time, except that I just don't love wearing heels. And technically, I feel so much 
stronger, more confident, more grounded, more capable as a dancer when I'm barefoot. So even when I perform, sometimes I'll bring shoes that like look cute with my outfit and at the last minute I just won't wear them because I know I'm going to be able to like kill it so much harder if I'm barefoot or in socks. Like that's just my, that's my zone. That's where I like to be. And I love heels dancing. I love the look of heels. Um, I love the extension that it gives. I love the line of it. I also love the skill set of it. And I've trained in it some. And also when you do professional gigs, a lot of the times you're just asked to wear heels or it's assumed that you'll wear heels. And I always know that like, I just won't dance as well in a heel because it is a very different technique. You have to do something completely different with your body, with your weight placement. You really like don't ever put the heel of the shoe on the floor. You're pretty much just like on your tiptoes. It's fucking hard. Okay. Is what I'm saying. This shit is hard. And it's a fully different way to use your weight on your feet. I know you're probably like, bitch, what does this have to do with business? But hear me out. So recently I've been like, okay, I am going to train in heels. I am going to practice in heels because what usually happens for me is that I'll dance in heels for a little while and then when my feet start to hurt or I start to feel like I'm not hitting the choreography as hard as I want to, I take my damn shoes off and I'm like, just let me be barefoot so I can fuck this up, right? So what happens for me when I'm in a heels class is that my ego hurts because I know in my body, in my soul, I would be able to execute the choreography at such a different level if I took my shoes off. But if I take the shoes off, I'm not going to get better at dancing in heels. I'm not going to get more capable of being what we would call full out in a heel if every time it's time to be full out, I take the heels off so that I can be full out. You see what I'm saying? It's not going to get me there. The only way to get there is to ego suffer through performing below what I know I'm capable of because I'm struggling with my balance and the weight shift and I'm focused on wearing the shoe, being in the shoe and not falling down. And and it burns, like ego-wise, like yes, your feet burn, but like ego-wise, it burns. It is a challenge to accept performing at a level that's less than where I know I could be if I blink, right? So here's where this ties into business. I have a lot of clients who have had the experience of deciding they want to pivot. They want to offer a different product. They want to stop offering a service that they've offered before, right? Like maybe they used to have a bunch of low ticket offers and they want to redo their price suite, which really means they're going to be working with a different customer entirely, completely different income bracket and demographic and spending type of customer when they raise their prices. Or they have been doing one-on-one work and now they're going to shift away from one-on-one and they're going to become a course provider or something like that. And there's this period where it's not just an ego burn, it's that and it's a financial hit. And there's part of you that knows if I just went back to doing this other thing that I know how to do and I know how to sell and I know I can get results from, I'm going to crush it. I'm going to make money. My customers will buy it. I know that if I go back to this old thing, I will be able to see the type of immediate results that I'm used to seeing when I put something on sale. I'm going to see the sales numbers, the engagement that 
my ego has grown accustomed to, right? If you're used to selling at a certain price point and every time you put something on sale at that price point, you convert and then all of a sudden you raise your prices and you put something on sale and no one buys or only one person buys, your ego goes to this place of like, oh no, like I'm not getting the results that I'm used to. I'm not performing the way that I used to. Maybe I suck. Maybe I shouldn't do this. And I just want to see the, the I want the high of seeing those sales results, those numbers. And so I want to walk it all back and be like, never mind, never mind. Here it is at the old price. Like everyone come. And it takes a lot to stay still in that moment and recognize that the results you're getting are correct because you are essentially kind of starting over or starting new, like a much smaller percentage of your audience is now the right customer for the new offer. A lot of your old audience, they they were following you for the old thing. They were interested in the old offer. And when you change your direction, they may not come with you. Now, they may not unfollow, right? They may stay lurking. They may stay on your email list. They may stay on your Instagram. They may want to see what you're doing. But they're like, hey, I think you should raise your prices. I think you're great. I'm just not the customer for that. I can't afford it, right? So now they have been priced out, right? Or they were like, I really only wanted to work with you one-on-one. I wasn't interested in passive learning in a course or vice versa. Whatever it is, They were the correct audience for the last product and they may not be the correct audience for the new product. And that doesn't mean you're doing anything wrong. It does mean you're going to have to steady yourself through the uncomfortable transition of not seeing the type of results you're used to, the type of results you used to get as you build the audience for your new offering. I know that I went through this when I initially converted elemental entrepreneurship from a group coaching program to a course. I launched it as a course and I got, I think one or two sales and they were people who got like a 50% off discount. And I was used to launches where I was making 60, $70,000 in a launch because I was selling a high ticket live experience. And I just was not mentally and emotionally prepared for the fact that a course is a completely different product than a group coaching program and that the audience who buys courses isn't necessarily the same as the audience who buys live coaching programs, that price point wasn't the really the determining factor, that it was just a brand new product with a brand new audience. And I had spent years building a group coaching or a one-on-one coaching audience. And now I was dropping a course on them. And a lot of my people didn't want a course from me. They wanted to be in community with me. And it was a big ego hit to have to just sit still and not be like, oh, psych, never mind. Let me go back to running this as a group coaching program because that's where I get sales. I wanted it to be a course. I wanted to build on the course format. I wanted to shift the way I was teaching. And the only way to do that was to sit with the profound discomfort, both financial and ego discomfort of recognizing that I was essentially launching a brand new business almost from scratch and that only a very small percentage of my current audience was interested in my new direction and that that was okay and that the results that I was getting in sales were were correct, were on par with really 
kind of starting starting brand new. So I guess I wanted to share a that this happens and that it's a common thing and that knowing that it's going to happen um, doesn't really help your ego not like catch on fire when you're not getting the results that you're used to getting. Um, but at least being aware that that's going to happen does help you plan to regulate and self-soothe through the difficult transition of not being able to see yourself perform at the level you're used to performing at or get the type of results that you're used to getting and to not backtrack um, or go into what you know will work um, because that will give you the immediate temporary fix, but it will never get you to the ultimate goal that you have, which is to make this shift and to make your business, your art work in this new way. The only way to get to that result is to stick with it through the uncomfortable transition where you can't fuck it up the way you want to fuck it up. You know what I'm saying? Thank you for tuning in to today's lesson of today's installment of Dance Lessons, Our Business Lessons. I hope that that was fun for you. Let me know if this made sense. Uh, Kayla, be bye. That's our episode for today. Thank you as always for being here and for listening to the podcast. I know there are so many things that you could be doing with your time. So many things you could be listening to. It is an honor that you choose to be here. Connect with me on Instagram at intuitive edge coaching. Have a great day.